0: Hello wrestling fans, this is The Hot Tag, episode 3, with your hosts Aaron and Julian. How are you Julian?
1: Yeah, good, yourself?
0: Oh, not too bad. Awesome. Yeah, so I'm really excited about this week because it's a bit more of a casual week because we like to talk crap and we have a lot of crap going on this week <laughs> that we'd like to indulge in.
1: Definitely, definitely. Alright, so what are we going to be talking about this week Aaron?
0: To start off with, we've got our spotlight segment, and we're going to look at the Cruiserweight Classic, which kicks off this Thursday on the WWE Network. So we spoke about the Cruiserweight Classic briefly last week. It's a round-robin tournament of cruiserweights from all around the world, kind of like a World Cup, but for cruiserweights in wrestling that WWE are hosting in partnership with Evolve, which is an independent promotion closely affiliated with WWE. So I guess with this spotlight segment, we're going to talk about a lot of the different cruiserweight competitors that we've got in this tournament, and we're going to talk about all the different styles that these guys come under. Because there is this preconceived idea that cruiserweight wrestling is just high-risk, small guys jumping off of stuff, we want to talk about all the different other styles of cruiserweight wrestling that there is. There's strong style wrestling, which is famous in Japan. There's technical wrestling. There's all sorts of stuff going on with cruiserweights, and... The key to cruiserweight wrestling is weight class. In WCW days, the weight class was 225 pounds. Now it's 205 pounds. They've brought it down to 205 pounds for this tournament, which is exciting because I guess athletes are leaner now, they're more agile. So it's it's a cool weight class. We get to see a lot of really fit athletic guys showing off their athleticism, their abilities. Yeah, I'm excited.
1: Yeah, me too. It's gonna to be definitely gonna be an awesome, you know, round robin tournament. Um, some of the best talents in the world, like you said. Um, yeah, it'll it'll be really cool.
0: A lot of these guys have cited Eddie Guerrero, Dean Malenko, Chris Jericho as some of their idols and inspiration from the WCW days of cruiserweight wrestling. One big guy who I reckon has made all of this possible is Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan, retired former WWE superstar, former four-time world heavyweight champion. Huge, huge influence on the shape of wrestling today and what it looks like, especially what the mould is, per se, for a WWE superstar.
1: That's right, yeah. He started the Yes Chants that are now everywhere in wrestling, even if it's not in the WWE. I know we heard it at uh, OCW. Yes. Um, So, yeah, he started something new. And it's awesome to see the little guy, you know, get their big shot. So, hopefully, this tournament will give these guys their big opportunity.
0: So, some of the guys we've got in the competition include... Probably the favourite, who's Zack Sabre Jr. Um, his style is more technical. He hails from England, referred to as the technical wizard. He's also referred to as probably the most pure wrestler in the world today. So I am i actually haven't seen a lot of this guy, but I'm really excited to see what he brings to the table.
1: Yeah, me too. It should be really cool to see him, um, especially after that crowd reaction when he was first announced. So Yeah,
0: he got a massive pop. So <laughs> Yeah,
1: definitely cool to see what he brings to the table.
0: Also from England is Jack Gallagher, who is quite the gentlemanly character. That's really cool. I really like his character. Also a, um, a strong technical wrestler. We've also got Alejandro Sayers, who really interestingly weighed in at 205 pounds on weighing day, which of course is the cutoff limit. So he had to cut off about 20 pounds, I think it was, to get down to that weight. Whether he'll put it all back on again and come back as essentially the strongest wrestler there, um, or whether he'll be depleted going into the tournament I guess we'll have to wait and find out but it'll still be interesting to see what he does we've also got Gerv and Harv Sira the Bollywood Boys is that what it is? Bollywood yeah boys? the yeah.
1: Bollywood Boys
0: yeah so Gerv is a technical wrestler Hav high flying um, brothers from Canada with Indian heritage so it's it's actually really cool to see all these different countries being represented by all these different wrestlers of different styles We've also got Rich Swan from, some might know him from NXT. He's been on NXT for some time now and he's had a couple of television gigs. Um, crazy. I'd compare him to Apollo Crews. He's very agile, lots of flips and stuff. Obviously, he's high flying, all around athlete. He's so much fun to watch and he's got so much character and a really compelling backstory. Um, he's had a troubled childhood and he's made it all the way here to NXT, which is it's really good to see. We also have a few WWE veterans coming back. We've also got Tajiri, who's been on a 10 year hiatus from WWE, famous for the late 90s time he spent there. Also, a bit of time in WCW, I believe. Um, strong style of wrestling, big strong style wrestler, especially with the Japanese influence. He will kick your face off. Just a warning anyone want to mess with, <laughs> with Tajiri? Don't. his
1: style, yep. <laughs> Don't get in his way.
0: Yeah. Um, and he's got two decades of experience backing him, so he's obviously a, a huge favourite going into this competition. We've also got the Brian Kendrick, who had a good run with Paul London as the tag champs, longest reigning tag champs, I believe, before yep. the New Day, <laughs> who, who will Who will? Who will it's very, it's them. very soon. It's imminent. So we've got the Brian Kendrick, high-flying. The question of his age will factor in. He's 37 years old. So he's a lot older than a lot of the guys competing. So does that put him at a disadvantage?
1: I don't believe it is. He, like, from what I've seen, he looks to be in great shape still. Mm. And hopefully that... I don't think that should be a factor at all. You know, the Brian Kendrick, I reckon he'll be able to go far in this competition.
0: Yeah, and I reckon he's come back in with a whole new mentality, Brian. He's got this second chance and he really wants to redeem himself this time round in the Crisway Classic. We also have Kota Ibushi, who is the golden star of New Japan Wrestling. Megastar, his headline shows in the Tokyo Dome, uh, known for his high-flying, strong style, Japanese style. He's a lot like Hideo Itami, who we spoke about last week, um, returned to NXT. He's actually just recovered from a herniated disc in his neck. So whether that injury will limit his abilities to compete in this competition is yet to be seen. I don't know if it will. We'll, we'll have to just wait and see, I guess. He's, he's a star. He's like all-round incredible athlete and, yeah, Again, like Tajiri, he will kick your face off.
1: (laughs) Of course, yeah. No matter what happens, he'll be able to put on a show for us.
0: Yeah. Um, So some of the matches, just quickly, that we'll be opening up the first bracket or the first round of the Cruiserweight Classic. We've got Tajiri taking on Damien Slater, um, our Aussie guy competing for us overseas. So that'll be interesting. And then we've got Alejandro versus Gran Metallic. Gran Metallic is a big luchador, famous for CMLL, which is a big Mexican promotion. We've got my man Noam Dar backing him <laughs> all the way, Noam Dar. If you're listening, I like you a lot. <laughs> versus Gerv Sirah, one of the Bollywood boys, and we've also got Johnny Gargano versus Tommaso Ciampa.
1: So this, yeah, I definitely saw this coming straight away. I didn't um,
0: at all. Really? I no, got I, I was.
1: I thought they'd come in. Um, yeah, first round they would take on each other. These former tag team partners, undefeated as a tag team currently in NXT. Fighting one on one against each other. So, this will be really, really awesome, I reckon.
0: So, the Cruiserweight Classic takes place on the 14th of July, which is a Thursday here, and you can catch that on the WWE Network. We're here.
1: This week in WWE, we had the July 4th episode of Raw. This was, oh, it was a <laughs> bit all over the place, but hey, it was good fun.
0: Yeah, yeah, America.
1: <laughs> yeah, definitely. That's all. I'll say. It, was, it was a celebration of everything America.
0: <laughs> Basically, so we had like food fights at the start, big American barbecue celebrations. <laughs>
1: Kevin Owens hiding under a table was yeah. the greatest thing ever. Big,
0: yeah, because he's Canadian and he doesn't like to partake <laughs> in these celebrations. He's better than that. We also had uh, lots of flags, lots of fireworks. We also had a 16 man elimination match at the end.
1: Yeah. Team America versus, what was it, team? <laughs> team,
0: the, in, multinational alliance. Uh,
1: oh, jeez. So
0: essentially it was America versus the world. <laughs> the, did Did you notice that, like, the American team was basically, like, The jobbers, yeah, like all the jobbers, may as well be national, like jobbers' day rather than national independence (laughs) day. Seriously, it's a better
1: thing to call it. Yeah, what was it? Had Zack Ryder, Big Show, Kane. Uh,
0: I think the biggest shock was seeing Zack Ryder go over Cesaro.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that was huge. I mean,
0: dude, (laughs) what, like,
1: like, woo, 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 (laughs) out
0: of nowhere. (laughs) We also had Vicky Guerrero rock up again. Now WWE have been bringing back all these former general managers in the lead-up to the brand split, kind of teasing who's going to lead SmackDown, who's going to lead Raw. I don't know why, because we all know who it's going to be in the end anyway. It's going to be Shane on one, Steph on the other. But they're bringing these guys back and making them look like idiots.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's the thing. It's like Vicky Guerrero, she was a joke as a general manager. I, I was not a fan at all. And that goes for most general managers. Like, yeah. when do we ever have a really good one? Aside from Shane this year, who's been pretty awesome.
0: E- even um, then, even then, not so, so much So yeah, bad. Vicky
1: coming out—it was just, oh, it, was
0: they've, it been, was. they've just been mucking around with all these people. Like John Laurinaitis, they brought him back oh, and made him look was like a, joke. a. They made him look like a senile man who'd escaped <laughs> the.
1: Mental the mental yeah, institution? Yeah,
0: like his retirement village, he'd escaped oh, somehow and they had to bring him back. Teddy Long, same deal. Yep. Random guy broke into they, Stephanie they, McMahon's office and somehow all, got to call just, a match. Yeah, holla, know. holla. Hala, holla,
1: um, So Vicky was obviously escorted out of the building, but before that, JBL had a few words to say and all it was was, ah, Vicky Guerrero, <laughs> excuse me. Who gave him the microphone to say that?
0: I don't know how he got it. <laughs> But whoever gave it to him needs to be sacked.
1: That was 15 seconds of my life I want back, please.
0: (laughs) So then we had Lesnar versus Orton announced over social media for a big SummerSlam match for Lesnar's return.
1: That's right. This is Randy Orton's return as well, so big match.
0: Yeah, huge. I reckon it's expected. I mean, Brock Lesnar, who are you going to put him up against? Obviously an established big-name guy. I just don't like the way it was... Done. I feel like there should have been a bit more shock value involved in it. Yeah, it rather sort of, than it was opening sort of up just a, out there. Yeah, it's I, like, I opened oh, it up. I okay. found it on Twitter. Yeah, I, opened I was up like, "That's friend. cool," but
1: yeah. you know, could have made it a bit more wow. You know?
0: Yeah, like I was expecting a big, like Randy like, Wants oh theme song my, to hear, yeah. and oh. the lights to go out, him to come back from seven months injured, like
1: to get the proper like crowd pop. You yeah. know, that would have been awesome if they announced that on Raw. That's it. Yeah, but um, anyway,
0: I guess. We're yet to cover Brock Lesnar versus Mark Hunt at UFC, so whether that match will factor into this SummerSlam match and its outcome, I guess we'll have to see.
1: Mm. Also, we have the New Day versus the Wyatts going to happen at Battleground. This will be pretty awesome, I reckon.
0: I didn't like the direction of this at the beginning, but
1: really? I'm
0: <laughs> really happy with it now. No,
1: it's good to see the New Day finally take on some proper uh, contest, like oppo- opposition, you know? They've been taking on uh, the Void villains. Yeah. Sort of, you know, dulled down. Yeah. They got in- beat by the Golden Truth. so oh. <laughs> How oh. much do we really think they're going to push back? Um, so the Wyatts, it'll be good.
0: Yeah, because they've just had squash matches up until now. Yeah. And now that the Wyatts are back, there's actually something to look forward to in the tag team division in WWE, and they've been invited to the compound of the Wyatts, and Xavier is the only one out of the. New Day, who seems to be a bit apprehensive about this. I'm predicting, like, a Daniel Bryan <laughs> spin. I think... Team he, hell no. <laughs> yeah, well, no, not team hell no. I think that um, the Whites are going to pick up Xavier Woods like they did with Daniel Bryan and recruit him for the Wyatt family because there's a lot of rumours circulating that the New Day are set to split.
1: Yeah, look... While that is true and all the rumors, I I just want to see them beat the longest title reign. So
0: you're so hopeful. Julian. I am. I like. Such a I, hopeful person. I'm an
1: optimist. So well,
0: we balance each other out really well.
1: <laughs> exactly, um, but either way, this will be an awesome match. Hopefully, it doesn't turn into a uh, final deletion Jeff Hardy vs Matt Hardy style match being it, at the <laughs> White's compound. I think it
0: might with a little bit more oh. production. We'll get to that. NXT news. Over to NXT now. Not a lot going on this week, but still some notable things. Alexa Bliss defeated by Bailey, So it looks as if Bailey's going to continue on in NXT for a little bit. Maybe?
1: Yep. Well, she's still, she, she'll still have another match with Nia Jax. Yes. So that'll be her, I guess, possible redemption. You know, maybe finally beating her again after her injury. Um, so that'll be an awesome match either way.
0: Yeah. Um, we also had... Rhino returned. Rhino, famous for his time in ECW, Extreme Championship Wrestling, then came over to WWE for a bit. He's been back and forward in NXT for a while. He teamed up with Baron Corbin a while back um, for the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic. And he's attacked Murphy from, well, well, he attacked.
1: He sort of attacked everyone. Yeah, he kind of just
0: (laughs) rampaged in and killed everyone. But the, the camera panned in on Murphy. So I guess we can predict a little catalogue going on with the two of them.
1: Possibly.
0: <laughs> uh, they need it something was, to do with Murphy. Uh, yeah, Mur- Murphy's un- not letting go. He really no. wants to go back to singles, so they're going to do something.
1: Yeah, so then that match was called off, so I think there were only a total of two actual matches that went on in NXT, so that's a bit disappointing, but I guess it's sort of to develop their storylines of this stuff.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I guess that was also to compensate for the longer match that finished or main evented the show. We had a two out of three falls match for the tag titles. The Revival retained against American Alpha.
1: This was a pretty awesome match, Aaron.
0: These guys are insane. Absolutely insane. There They're was
1: like... that spot where uh, they both pulled in the ankle lock, American Alpha, on the Revival. I love that. I just got flashbacks of Kurt Angle. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Well, that was awesome.
0: Well, and then let's talk about Kurt Angle and let's talk about whether American Alpha are set to move up to their main roster. What do you reckon will happen? Do you, do you think they're going to form another little team, Angle, with American Alpha, or are they going to keep them separate? Because Kurt Angle's coming back. <laughs> you he ca- is. You
1: heard it here first. <laughs> You're calling it right now? <laughs> Kurt Angle coming back? He's back. If he did bring in another team, Angle... Definitely. Like, American Alpha has everything they need to be Team Angle again, you know?
0: Because Who was in the original Team It was be- Shelton Benjamin.
1: Yep. And who was the other guy? I, I can't remember who it was. Oh,
0: it was... Mm, this is going to kill was, me. But yeah.
1: It was a bit lame back then. But yeah. uh, if they did it again now with American Alpha, I reckon it'd be huge.
0: But Shelton Benjamin was just, like, one of the most underrated WWE yeah, superstars Yeah, he was a jobber, ever. but
1: he did everything so well, He's you know? Fantastic. He's fantastic. I would like love all to see athlete. him back, I yeah. Think, I think
0: he'll be back you as well. You think
1: he'll be back? Yeah. All right.
0: On Lucha Underground, we had Ultima Lucha Dose kickoff, uh, the first instalment of the Lucha Underground season finale. We had a couple matches, actually, no, we had a few matches. We had the Mac versus Cage, and we had Son of Havoc versus Tejano. So last week, we obviously had Dario Cueto, the general manager of Lucha Underground, come on and announced this tournament for a unique opportunity these four wrestlers would go for. Um, Son of Havoc ended up winning. And he had the choice of a briefcase of $250,000 cash prize, or a title shot for Ultima Lucha Trace. Of course, Son of Havoc took the title shot, but he then had to defend this against a newly debuted Dr. Wagner Jr., who is a massive luchador from CMLL over in Mexico, which is like their big promotion, and also AAA, which is another one of their big promotions. He then lost this match because he'd been through, I think, three or four matches in that one night. He was buggered. Leave him alone. Let him sit down. All that hard work for nothing. I know. So he then lost to Dr. Wagner, who then claimed that $250 cash prize. Famous B back. I'm happy about that. Famous B is managing the doctor now so that's sick
1: that's <laughs> he's going to sting him over again like he did the little guy <laughs>
0: as long as i see famous b i'm good <laughs> i don't care
1: what was his number <laughs> 423 get
0: fame Overall, the matches were sick. Like, for me anyway, if you're into, like, pure wrestling, you're not going to like it. Don't watch it. But if you like gimmicks, what's it called? Mac brought out all these piñatas and he was smashing cage with piñatas. It was nice. sick. They had, like, a stop sign. The finish for Havoc and Tejano was a bar stool table, like a yeah, like a glass bar table, and Tejano got back body dropped through this glass table. Jesus. <laughs> it was sick. Over in New Japan, we had the Kazuna Road show and we had a couple title defenses there. Um, we had a never openweight six man tag team championship. Satoshi Kojima, Matt Seidel, and Ricochet were able to defeat the elite. So I cried a little. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. New Japan is fascinating, especially when you watch it without the commentary. With the, the subscription that I watch, a lot of the videos are without commentary. And you hear these guys really just character like full on I love it the young bucks like Matt goes to pull a swinging net breaker on the guy and he goes you're dead it's just so funny (laughs) it's
1: so satisfying to watch yeah
0: it's fantastic because you you don't hear like occasionally of course they're going to slip up and you can see them communicating or you can hear them calling a spot but it's, they just get so into it, even in the vocal expression, which, of course, you don't actually see a lot of unless there's a microphone involved in the bigger promotions because you can't hear it. The crowd is so overwhelming. In the Japanese crowds, they're a lot quieter. They, they kind of just clap along <laughs> yeah. with whatever's happening.
1: Clap and nod, you know. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's it's just so much fun. And I love the Young Bucks. I love them so much. <laughs> okay.
1: There was also an illumination match between the Chaos and Los Ingo Ingobernables.
0: That stable that you just mentioned, uh, a Spanish-Mexican stable formed in CMLL, which spoke about them a lot today, and obviously they've got this De Japon um, version that they've created over in New Japan, centred around Tetsuya Naito. Um, So Tetsuya Naito leads them, and then we've got Chaos, and the leader of Chaos is the current heavyweight champion, Kazuchika Okada. We have Bushi, Evil. Evil is basically, like, the Japanese Undertaker. He comes out with, like, a Sith. It's it's pretty cool. It's pretty
1: cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Very Undertaker-esque.
0: Yeah. He looks like Undertaker slash Rob Van Damme.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I can dig that. Yeah,
0: it's pretty cool. Him, Sonata, and Tetsuya Naito versus Chaos' Kazuchika Okada. Will Osprey, which was cool. Good to see him up there with the bigger heavyweights after his success in Super Juniors. Um, Hiroku Goto and Yoshihashi in an elimination match, which Will Osprey ended up picking up the win, which was a big surprise for me. And the main event of the show was the never-open-weight title match. Katsuyori Shibata defeated Tomako Honma, NEVER in New Japan is an acronym for New Blood, Evolution, Valiantly, Eternal and Radical. The NEVER division started off or initially was conceived as an idea as something to boost younger upcoming talent and especially guys who weren't contracted with New Japan, so like foreign talent. Um, that since has been disregarded and I think like six or all six or seven of the guys who've held the NEVER Weight title have all been in their 30s or 40s. So it's kind of just become part of that New Japan Triple Crown with the IWGP Intercontinental title and, of course, the heavyweight title.
1: On TNA, we had developments in the EC3 and Galloway rivalry. This is taking to Twitter, I believe. So this is
0: Yeah, and they had a little bit of like a Skype feud <laughs> thing going on. They've got some Skype beef going some, on.
1: Some uh, sick beef going on between them. <laughs> Only the worst beef goes on on Skype. Uh, also, we had Eddie Edwards and Lashley are going to be fighting title for title, which should be pretty interesting.
0: Yep, they'll be fighting title for title at Destination X, which takes place next week on Impact Wrestling.
1: Also on TNA, we had the final deletion, the Matt Hardy versus Jeff Hardy. Oh, good, good. God.
0: <laughs> final deletion. So this was <laughs> supposed to be the third... Final, be all and end all match for the Hardy, the Hardy saga. We'll just call it that. The brother, brother Nero, (laughs) brother Nero versus Broken Matt. This was so so bad that it (laughs) was
1: good. That it was good. Yeah. Oh, (laughs) where do we start? All right, let's start at the beginning of the match, right? So, uh, well, before a lot of... the
0: match, they showed you all these little, like, vignettes and the promos oh, the that they'd promos. done leading up, and the best one was either when Jeff knocks on his door and there's, a, there's like, an army of drones at his door, <laughs> and they all sweep his house. And the
1: hologram and of the... Matt Hardy <laughs> coming from one of the drones. Oh, my I God. I died. I
0: died. But yeah. then there was Matt Hardy on the lawnmower and just absolutely destroying Jeff's Beautiful backyard, his sick, hardy tats that he's put into his <laughs> that he's grass. put onto the lawn. It's just not fair.
1: <laughs> Matt Hardy was like a Power Rangers villain. <laughs> That's what his character is. I've come to believe that this is what TNA's done. They've what turned him into like a Power what Rangers I villain. I heard
0: someone say he's like a Las Vegas magician. <laughs> That's what he looks like.
1: That's his look, yeah. Oh my god. Okay, onto the match. This match was set up at the Hardy household, and oh it
0: was filmed in like a really low budget backyard wrestling it's
1: yeah it's like an amateur format. film yeah <laughs> lots of jump cuts uh, very over the top like action suspense music um there were some sick spots don't get me wrong like Jeff Hardy jumping from the tree doing a swanton onto a uh, mat, but then missing and hitting a ladder that was that was awesome but then. <laughs> Then they pulled out some fireworks. They
0: just lost the reins from there. I don't know what happened.
1: Matt Hardy started shooting fireworks at Jeff.
0: And you <laughs> just hear Jeff... Jeff,
1: What are you doing? <laughs> What's wrong with you? Oh my god, it's fantastic. Um
0: So they end up like just strangling each other into a lake <laughs> yeah. and just dropping.
1: <laughs> just after Matt runs like a ninety year old man towards a boat for cover from fireworks. <laughs>
0: So as they... This is really dangerous. Like, I really hope this was fake, <laughs> yeah, but when they, like, they got they up from the water... choking out in yeah, the water. Yeah, but when they got up from the water and Matt Hardy's Spanish gardener comes up and electrocutes him with a taser... <laughs> that was
1: a bit worrying. <laughs> no, well, first of all, who was it that jumped out of the water? The dude in the mask? It was okay, Jeff so alter ego yeah, or something? Yeah, so
0: I don't know who the guy in the mask actually was, but... Willow is Jeff Hardy's alter ego, and he's like the creatures. That's where so, he gets this gimmick. So, from. Jeff
1: Hardy goes into the water, and this Willow comes out, strangles Matt, and then gets tased by the Mexican gardener.
0: Yeah, and then Matt goes oh, to the pin, geez. not realizing that it's actually not Jeff.
1: Yep, so the pin makes three count, but then they take off the mask to find out that it's the Mexican I think <laughs> the it was, gardener. I think it was
0: the gardener. No, it couldn't have been. It was the just gardener. Oh, so confusing. Because then
1: they ran off, remember?
0: Oh, yeah. So,
1: oh, so that a, happened. Such a headache. Jeff Hardy, the Jeff Hardy, proper Jeff Hardy, reappeared. And they took the fight to like this big sand pit, I guess, with a giant, what's that Hardy, the Hardy symbol? Yeah. Uh, Jeff Hardy climbed the thing to the top. Uh, Matt set it on fire. And Jeff fell off.
0: And he just rolled. <laughs> <And
1: you just, laughs> rolled down this dirt hill. Just
0: slided a
1: little. Oh, and that was it. The match was over.
0: So Matt won, and Matt now has the rights to the Hardy ring name.
1: So this leaves us to question what will happen to Jeff now. Hopefully he goes back to WWE, please, for the love of God. We want him back there.
0: I think it's not over in TNA. No way. I think he's (laughs) going to come back as Willow or another persona and... This is far or from will Or
1: they'll just call him Jeff.
0: Yeah, maybe. <laughs> just like give Jeff.
1: him the Lashley treatment. <laughs> just take out one half of his name. Yeah, And it's all good. <laughs> so that was final deletion. Well, um, we'd been down at Options Tavern at a stubby's and singlet's party and so uh, dropped off by a mate up the road <laughs> and started to walk down the survey, get some noodles and uh, <laughs> went to jump over a sign on the way and slipped over and bust him a plugger. <laughs> <laughs>
0: In local news, we had Melbourne City Wrestling Winter Warfare on the 9th, on Saturday. We had Team TMDK successfully retain the MCW tag titles against Panic. We also had Josh the Axe Shooter, who was pinned by the returning Cracker Jack, who we saw at the OCW show a couple of weeks back. And in the main event, we had Dowie Jones beat Jack Hartley Jackson. Also coming up, really exciting news in professional championship wrestling Australia we've got Ricochet Ricochet from New Japan from Lucha Underground known as Prince Puma and Pro Guerrilla Wrestling coming to PCW shows he's coming to Energy on the 30th and he's also going to be at Fight Night on the 29th so really exciting stuff Really looking forward to seeing Ricochet and I'd love to go see him live and I think that'll be a spectacle.
1: That's all we have time for here at the Hot Tag. This has been Ez and Jules tapping out.
0: Make sure to like us on Facebook at the Hot Tag.
1: And also follow us on Snapchat at the Hot Tag.